Hollywood Hoop Dreams aren't only made from magic, they also come in the form of original podcasts from the Hoop Ball Network. So if you're the Lakers zooming out, are you tempted to bring back DeMarcus Cousins in the playoffs? And do you disrupt the dynamic at that point if he's healthy enough to play? Join Ethan, JC, and the thriving Lakers community around the world to talk about all things Lakers. The Lakers this season has come to expect of this team is consistent winning. That is something we have not been able to say since I've seen Andrew Bynum in a Lakers uniform. The show is available everywhere Paul are found and you can follow the show on twitter at hoopball lakers the following is a hoopball presentation hello and welcome to the hoopball dfs today podcast it's actually, uh, this is the Hoopball DFS today and Hoopball Gaming podcast today. Uh, we have a little bit of a collab going on. It's a little special event for us, one that I know we're all excited. Uh, we have a three-man pod tonight for you guys, joined by Santino Cacone and my good buddy Devin Ellington over there at Hoopball Gaming. Uh, let's start with you, Devin. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, brother? I, I can't even say welcome to the show. I feel like this is going to be like an exact split 50-50 uh, between <laughs> both of them. So I'm glad to be on your show and welcome to our show. Uh, glad to be doing this with you. But how are you doing today, man? Oh, I'm great. Currently sweating some college football. Um, you know, it, it's it's football. You know, it's just like it's great to have it back. And I'm glad to be on this. This is something that we've talked about for, I think, a couple of weeks now. So it, it's awesome that we are uh, getting this rolling, and I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, listen, and you guys have been busy over there. You guys have uh, <laughs> special guests on every every day. It was uh, it was tough, man. I mean, I, I felt like I had to you know get the secretary on the phone and uh, try to schedule the day. But no, but we're we're here. Uh, we have Santino Cocon on with us as well. So uh, this is going to be a good show, Sonny. How you doing over there, brother? Doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the show, too. We're getting our, our first collab in through the Hoop Ball Gaming and DFS. Pretty much the the premier betting site or betting podcast on Hoop Ball are collabing for the first time of what is hopefully many more to come. But this is going to be an exciting one. Absolutely. And we're going to jump into things. We're going to start off. We're going to touch on this showdown slate uh, for tomorrow. We're recording this right now. It's Saturday night. It's going to be for the Sunday uh, Sunday card. Uh, it's going to be Celtics. It's going to be Heat. We're going to touch on the showdown. They don't necessarily have the two-game slate. Keep your eye out. They'll probably release that later in the morning. Um, I believe they released it probably like, what was it, Santino today? It was like 11, 10 o'clock, somewhere around there. Yeah, they did it this morning. Uh, so right now we're recording it before this Laker Clipper game. Uh, so if the Clippers or, or well, I keep saying Clippers. Clippers. This is the 13th time <laughs> I've said it. Uh, <laughs> Lakers Nuggets game. If the Nuggets win, then we'll have probably a two game slate just like they did uh, this this morning when the Celtics won. And then they did that. I think it was 1030 or 11. I forgot exactly when I looked, but I said, oh, I knew it was going to happen, but uh, too late. Yeah. So. That's it. We're gonna we're just gonna be touching on the showdown. Then we're gonna then we're gonna slide over. It. We're gonna be talking about some interesting bets. We have uh, you know some Sunday football going on that we're gonna touch on. And I can't wait to kind of pick Devin's brain a little bit here, a little bit about. I know Santino's a better himself. I'm kind of the odd man out when it comes to the betting. Uh, I'll touch on some games here and there. I kind of like to do some prop bets once in a while. 
But uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of hear what you guys have to say about that. But before we jump into anything, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors. Uh, this one, I know Santino pumps them. I'm just learning about them, but I've been loving the hell out of them. And it's ExpressVPN. Uh, I've been using them binge watching Doctor Who. I'm, I got about a few episodes left now at this point. And if you don't know what ExpressVPN is, is it allows you to change your IP address. So you can change your IP address, fool it to over 100 different countries. So what I do is I switch it to the UK. That allows me to watch the Doctor Who on Netflix. But it's not just Netflix. It's Hulu. It's BBC. It's iPlayer, YouTube, multiple, uh, multiple different outlets. And you can watch it on any single streaming device, whether it's your phone, TV, iPad, you name it. And there's a lot of VPNs out there. And you're probably wondering what makes ExpressVPN better. Uh, it's just seriously, there's no lags. It's ridiculously fast, and you can stream it in HD with absolutely no problem. So check them out, guys. And I think it, uh, you know, wouldn't be worthwhile if we didn't have the betting man himself on here. And we didn't mention my bookie. Uh, so we're company people. We absolutely love my bookie. If you head over there, guys, use that promo code Hoopball. You get 100% deposit match on your initial deposit. And, you know, if you guys haven't been taking advantage of the free money, I'm going to pass it over to you, Devin. Why don't you tell the people about what, what's been going on all day long? Yeah, so I think starting around 9 a.m. Pacific time, uh, my bookie was releasing every hour on the hour what's called an odds boost. So the first game of the slate that I was really excited for was that K-State OU game, which, by the way, wow, uh, number three <laughs> OU losing. I'm an Oklahoma State fan. I grew up in Oklahoma, so that's huge for us. Go Pokes. Uh, but, you know, K-State was actually on my card to begin with. I had them plus 28. Obviously, they covered. But the <laughs> odds boost, they were getting plus 100. So, you know, uh, free money. Yeah, and then, like you said, take that promo code, turn the free money into free money. And then, you know, like I said, all those odds boosts. Uh, right now, I'm waiting to see what happens with the Adesanya fight because they did an odds boost of plus 250 for Adesanya to win uh, by either TKO or knockout. Now, I'm not an MMA guy. I don't know anything about combat sports. I recognize the names that were fighting, but I saw plus 250 with undefeated fighter. I might be naive, but, you know, uh, it's free money. It's free money. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, that one's actually, I, I looked, it's it's normally one plus 155 for that, so they doubled it pretty much. Uh, and both of these guys are undefeated, but I'm I'm actually excited for that too. I don't watch too much UFC until, uh, but I like to watch the the big fights like that. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not a. I don't think any one of us are probably massive uh, MMA experts. I do. I have been following it uh, fairly closely, especially leading up to this fight. And these two dudes are both undefeated, but it's a good bet simply because they they sit they stand up and bang. Uh, neither one of these guys are really grappling type guys. They're gonna have their chins out. Um, you know. Costa, he goes for the heavy heavy hands. He's a knockout type guy, while Adesanya, he's a little bit more evasive, picks his shots, uh, tries to pick his opponents apart. But either way, uh, it, there's a decent chance that if it doesn't go to decision, it's going to be a TKO or a knockout on one way or the other. So uh, hey, great, great bets. B before we move on, I do have to ask one thing, because uh, I'm very hung up on this. You said it. Mike, how you said you're almost done with Doctor Who. What have you been doing for the last two weeks? You know, <laughs> there's almost 200 episodes in Doctor Who, buddy. How the, what have you been doing? I want to call your call your boss and call your job and ask, uh, what, what has he been doing? <laughs> uh, I low key, low key, low key, watch a lot of TV. Um, do I do I sit there and follow every episode in the background? No. And when I say I'm almost done. Um, I'm probably not even close to done because I did not even know that there was 200 episodes. I, I figured I was <laughs> almost done. Um, I assumed that it was probably give or take maybe, you know, 10 to 15 episodes left 
and I've probably already watched. I, I think it was like good 40 or 50. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I guess I'm a little bit off, uh, but that's just more the merrier. So well, I, I've already been talking to Breton over there, uh, our, one of our Australian uh, uh, you know, members on the DFS Today show. Uh, and he's been turning me on to a couple of shows that I got to switch over the IP address to there next. But since okay. we're talking about the Doctor Who rabbit hole, I got to get <laughs> in on it a little bit, guys. Uh, what doctor are you on? I'm sorry. What doctor are you on? Are you on uh, 10th, 11th, something like that? Honestly, if, if, I, if I was paying attention any less, I would be able to tell you. I, I, right. well, I just know, exposed my I exposed my nerdum, so I apologize. <laughs> no, no, you're you're, <laughs> better, you're better than me. So I I'm honestly not that deep into it. Like I said, I, I watch it, but I work, I've been working from home like a ton, sure. so I keep it on in the background while I'm working. So I'm I'm heads up in there, I'm watching it, and I'm you know when the girlfriend comes home, generally the Doctor Who changes to uh, something that is is a little bit more. Uh, it, it's reality TV as soon as she right. walks in. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Chrisley yeah. knows best. Listen, Nancy, I don't want to hear it, Mister. Uh, you know what is it? The challenge. Uh, yeah. You're. That's a sport, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get off. You can, the you can bet on it. We need to talk about a real sport. Uh, the challenge does not count. I, I'm unfortunately, Santino. I do. I do apologize. But we'll jump into this right now. We have the Boston. We have the Boston Celtics uh, versus the Miami. Boston came back. Uh, was actually struggling in the first half. That last game pulled it back to a big win, uh, and they looked good doing so. Bam Adebayo, you know, later said he takes fault for the loss. It was his fault. Uh, he could have done better. Uh, he was also dealing with it looked like some wrist soreness coming into that. Maybe it maybe it plagued him a little bit. Maybe it did not. Uh, but this game's coming in right now. It's two fourteen game total. Boston's being favored by three and a half. And Santino, I think we were talking about it. Boston's pretty much been favored every single game in the series so far, right? Every single game. Uh, it, it's they were down three one and they and they still just get the favor. Um, it's pretty every everybody's been betting Boston, thinking that they're going to bounce back, and they are a very good team as well. It's just very weird how uh, the Heat haven't gotten one game. The, I think two and a half is the lowest spread that they've had, uh, plus two and a half. So it's weird it never even got closer than at least uh, a half or a point or an even spread one time. Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I thought Miami was going to close in that last one. Uh, you know, I've, I've been uh, not so great on my actual game bets. And that's why I leave that to you guys. So maybe who I think is going to win the game sometimes the opposite. But I still game scripted it well. I still ended up profitable somehow. Uh, but we'll start with the Boston Celtics right now. We're looking at the showdown. So there's obviously going to be that captain spot. Uh, the way I've been kind of, you know, generating a lot of my lineups for these showdowns lately has been, you know, saving some money in the captain spot, trying to get as many of these studs in the lineup as possible. There hasn't been many, you know, secondary or secondary plays on either team that have really been standing out. You know, with Gordon Hayward back, Brad Wendermaker, he was a cheap guy that you're able to get in there. And, you know, he'd have these 20-minute games here and there. That's kind of gone and out the window. Uh, in Miami, it's just basically been the Tyler Hero show off the bench. So um, I'll pass it over to you, Santino. Let me get your thoughts real quick. Then we'll pass on to, uh, on to Devin. But uh, is there any Celtic that you could see being your guy in your captain spot? Uh, so that's it. I'm probably, I've been going back to the well every time I've, I've been on these podcasts and saying that my guy on the heat, uh, and he, besides last game, he's been money, but if I'm going to go anyone on the Celtics in my captain spot again, uh, I would either go with Marcus smart or Gordon Hayward because of the price. Obviously I want Jason Tatum in my lineup and he will be in my lineup, but if I put him at that captain spot, I'm giving up nearly 16k of my 50 50k salary and 
I just can't fit six good players in there. I'm going to have to take an Enos Cantor and a Brad, Brad Wanamaker or two people that I just don't really want instead of maybe one spot that I don't really want. Um, but I think Smart has been playing well, and, and Gordon Hayward, uh, he hasn't been – his ceiling – since he's come back, he, I mean, he's played 30 minutes exactly every game. Uh, and he'll, he, I don't know if he's going to hit 30 points in fantasy, but he's not a bad option for me there if I was going to go with the Celtics as my um, captain. But I've been leaning towards going with the Heat guy every time, and I'm probably going to do that again. So you're, you seem like you're, yeah, you're, you're probably leaning more Heat. But, uh, you know, Tatum, Jalen Brown have been playing unbelievable throughout this entire bubble. Devin. Uh, you kind of heard Santino's take on this, but let me grab yours. Uh, both these guys clearly have the highest upside and probably the highest floors on this team. Uh, could you sacrifice, you know, some of your some of your you know your salary and spend up on either one of these guys as your captain? Well, I think you guys, you know, I, obviously y'all are uh, the ones that do this on a daily basis. So I'm just going to offer my own humble pie opinion. <laughs> but you know, when you said you know seeking someone with value. I believe it or not, Marcus Smart was the first guy that popped in my head for that captain spot because here's my thinking. As great as Tyler Hero's been, it seems like Miami, you know, since they're so deep and they're such a well-rounded team, seems like they have someone every game, every other game step up. The person that steps up has a huge game. Look at Duncan Robinson, especially early in the game yesterday. Tyler Hero, I think it took him to the third quarter, fourth quarter before he had double digit points if I if memory serves me right. He struggled early on. So I think, you know, going to the well for the Heat is great just because they're a really good well-rounded team. My issue is I I don't know if I believe in myself enough to find the right guy out of that, so I'd rather go with a Boston team that has much smaller of a uh, what's that called? P- possibility or probability pool. You know, I want to, I want to shrink my, uh, probable outcomes. You know, I want to try to control the chaos. So a Marcus Smart, a guy that can get you the, you know, blocks, steals, hard nosed stats, you know, and save some money. And then that way you can go and get a Jason Tatum, pair him with the Jalen Brown, and then maybe grab, you know, Duncan Robinson or whoever it is that you want to try to work into your lineup, uh, salary according. You may like it, you know, take your humble pie and, uh, and <laughs> shove it because you broke that down perfectly. That was, that was, that's exactly kind of what I was thinking too. Well, thank um, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, man, great calls. I, I, I'm, I'm all into Marcus Smart as well. Listen, I, I haven't been playing Kemba Walker this entire bubble and, um, I'm not going to. He's just more expensive than Market Smart. He's more expensive than Tyler Hero. And I think right now they all have very similar floors and ceilings. So I'll take the guys with a cheaper salary. And uh, it's really, for me, I think Marcus Smart has a little bit of a safer floor than Tyler Hero right now. It's just you're, we're getting that consistent Tyler Hero ceiling. Uh, they both have equally high ceilings, but Tyler Hero is a little bit more volatile. Uh, he's been playing fantastic, but you know he, he came down to earth a little bit in that last game. I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another game where it happens you know, again, I don't expect them to shoot that poorly again. Um, but, you know, Marcus Smart, I just feel a little bit safer with. So I'd probably use Marcus Smart more in my cash games, and I'd probably lean Tyler Hero as my captain uh, more in my tournaments. But I still want to get some Jason Tatum. I still want to get some Jalen Brown. I want to get one, if not, you know, both those guys. Preferably one if I'm playing Marcus Smart in uh, in my lineups. I, I just think these guys with the rebounding upside, the way that they've been hitting the glass lately, uh, just gives them that double-double bonus upside as well. Uh, and we're going to want some exposure to them. They're playing with their backs against the walls. You know, big minutes are coming. 
Santino, I'll pass it over to you. Uh, break down this Miami Heat team for me. Uh, you know, you said that your captain spot guy was going to be over here. Let me hear him. Yeah, like I said, uh, if I go with the Celtics, uh, I was changing my tune a little bit because I was looking at uh, Adebayo and Butler. I do want Adebayo on my team, but if I'm going to go captain, I would rather have – if I'm going to go heavy captain, I want Tatum there because you can still get people. Um, but on this, I probably will go Tyler Hero back on my well. I just heard you get, you guys both said he shot a little poorly. I mean, he only, he didn't shoot poorly. He just didn't get as many shots as he had last game. He shot 50% from the field and 40% from three. Uh, I'd say if he gets, instead of 12 shots again, if he gets it back up to 15, 16 shots, you're cooking there. He makes another two of those four shots. That's about 26 fantasy points without doing anything else so that's that's pretty good for me and i think uh, he's not going to get three rebounds and one assist they need him more involved in the offense i think he's gonna have a little bounce back in that scenario so that's where i'd be looking there uh again if i'm going heavy with my captain spot it's it's going to be tatum over Adebayo and butler and, and Drogic. Uh but i also don't mind giving uh jake if i'm going cheap again i don't mind giving a jay crowder a look as well He's been playing pretty well, and it's only 9-3 to put him in your captain spot. I think he's going to get close to 30 points again. Uh, but I do like Tyler Hero a little bit more, and as I mentioned, if I like Tyler or Marcus Smart, and as you guys mentioned, a little bit more than uh, spending up a little bit more than Crowder there as well. Uh, but I'm mainly zeroing in on uh, Hero again. And I don't blame you for it. It's like I said, I think you 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 did hit the nail on the head. He did struggle. I think it was in the you know the first um, his first stint, his first two stints. Uh, and then he did pick it up in the before the blowout actually ensued. He only played 29 minutes in that game because of that, you know, that scoring discrepancy that the uh, Miami Heat were facing. So if he, you're right, if he does get up to you know 30, 33, 35 minutes where he should be playing, gets a few more shot attempts, we're probably looking at at least another you know 28 to 33 point DK game uh, with that upside that we've seen of that 50 plus. And I, you know, I, I don't know if he's necessarily going to have that 50 plus upside because in the, in that game, we got to see Jimmy Butler be a little bit more timid. It seems like, you know, in that last one, Jimmy wanted to be a little bit more aggressive early on. Um, and they want to close the series out as soon as possible. But I agree. Tyler Harrell, fantastic play. Jay Crowder, you touched on him. Um, I love him as well. I'll probably get off the Duncan train just because I don't expect him to go that bananas two games in a row. I hope other people grind to gravitate towards that. Ownership will probably be up a little bit. And, you know, I'll, if he beats me, he beats me. I'll take that one off the chin. Uh, and then Bam out of bio. I agree. Uh, I do prefer him over Jimmy Butler, regardless of the sore wrist. He was upset with himself. Look for a bounce back game from Bam. Disappointed in himself. And this is just a fantastic matchup on paper for him that he's been able to abuse all season long. So, uh, Devin, I'll get your thoughts real quick before we bounce off of this. We start to get to talk about uh, some of your territory, some some uh, some of these sports lines and some of these bets. Uh, anything else you think we should keep an eye on for the Miami Heat? Anything that's worth noting? Maybe some some little things that are, are falling between the cracks. Uh, you know, it, just because none of us mentioned his name, and I'm not sure how, but how about Mister Consistent, Mister Gel for you know the Heat, and that's Goran Dragic. Eleven um, seven to put him in your. Uh, captain spot. I don't know if that's too rich for y'all's taking. For me, I would personally like to see it under 11,000. That's what I thought maybe he would be at. But the guy does so much, and he's done a lot as far as volume and orchestration for the Heat offense. Um, so that was maybe another guy that I was eyeballing just to see what you guys maybe thought about if he was feasible to put in a lineup either in a captain spot or as a part of your uh, lineup anywhere else. 
I absolutely. I mean, listen, yeah, Gord Dragic, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, Mr. Gel and Mr. Consistency. And he's really turned back the clock with the bubble. I think people kind of forgot how good this guy was as he was dealing with nagging injuries throughout the regular season and playing, you know, 26 minutes, 27 minutes off the bench behind Kendrick Nunn here and there. Uh, but once they inserted him back in the starting lineup, I think Santino mentioned it on the first, uh, it was one of our first DFS Today podcasts uh, once the season resumed. And he was like, what was it, like 44 or 4,500, something ridiculous. Um, and it was just a lock-in because he was going to play 30-plus minutes starting. And, yeah, he's going to probably be the second or third scoring option. Uh, the thing is, with the emergence of Hero, it's kind of been a toss-up between these two guys. And, you know, last game I did lead Dragic over Hero. Uh, in this game, I'm kind of thinking uh, I, I want to go back onto the Hero train, just hoping people box score watch. But I think both are fantastic options. You can't go wrong. Uh, I think Dragic probably more preferable if you're looking in cash games over Hero as well. Probably that Marcus Smart territory. Yeah, I, I really like Dragic as well, and he's taken 38 shots the last two games. Uh, he's taken uh, 16 three-pointers, so the floor is very high for a guy like him, and I, I, I'll I, probably have him in most of my lineups as well. Uh, the one thing, I'm looking at 11-7, and I see the captain spot. It, I, if I have the money, I'd rather get throw in 1,200 more and, and get uh, Jalen Brown in my captain spot. Uh, just I, I think Jalen Brown is... Pretty much similarly consistent, but I uh, I think he's been playing better than series has a better matchup. So that's where I would lean here. But Drogic, like he, he, this entire bubble, he's just been extremely good. Uh, so there's really nothing bad I can say about this guy. And 38 shot attempts in two in the last two games is nothing to sneeze at. Great calls, fellas. This is fun. Now I'm going to <laughs> take my backseat, kick my feet up. Uh, I'll pass it over to Santino. You take on this part of the hosting reins now. And, uh, you know, I, I do like to do a little bit of betting. I, you guys hear me say it. it's parlays. It's just stuff that are long shots for me. It's prop bets. Um, you know, Devin is one of the masterminds over there on the hoopball gaming in an absolute wizard uh, when it comes to these lines. <laughs> and I, I just see every single day and every single morning on Twitter when I wake up uh, just the profit marks, the check marks. This, you guys keep con- continue to crushing it. So, uh, you know, Santino, pick his brain a little bit. I need to get better at this. Uh, lead us into lead us into the light right now. I, I need some help. <laughs> so, yeah, we, this is a good time to to get Devin on here on a Saturday night, right before we get into NFL Sunday football. As we know, especially in the U.S. football, the NFL is the biggest betting sport around is uh, football is football because of how easy and fun it is to bet on games. And, and that's that's the honest truth. Let's start with a couple things here. Uh, there is quite a few, in my personal opinion, and I want to ask you because you are the guy. Uh, I think there's a lot of underdogs in this, especially this week, that I'm leaning towards, especially on the money line. Uh, they have There's some good odds out there. Uh, let's start with uh, the couple of the 1 o'clock games. Is there anybody out there that you just – you're locking in, whether it's a favorite underdog. And, and as I mentioned, the underdogs, is there anybody on, especially in the money line or, or where you're leaning towards the spread that is just, Oh, why, why are they getting this amount of points? Or why is this the money favored on uh swinging the other way like this? Is there, we were trying to pick your brain on uh, what exactly you're looking for there. Yeah. So great question. Great. Awesome topic to obviously cover. Um, <laughs> One of the lines that stuck out to me early and often, you know, because I start looking at these lines while I'm watching Sunday night football, you know, as they <laughs> come out, because you you think about it, 
you are going to have so much market swaying and changing within the, you know, six, seven days that ensue. And for example, one of the first games that stuck out to me, and I think it was a game I talked about on Monday's episode or Tuesday, I think I was still traveling Monday, but the first time I could talk about it on the podcast was Cincinnati plus five and a half. Um, it's already down to four, you know, a point and a half is not that big of a swing, but my thinking was I'm going to lock in the five and a half, uh, because well, Philadelphia lost another offensive lineman last week. So, you know, they're down four starters on that offensive line. Um, they have a converted college quarterback in Greg Ward as their second wide receiver, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, a second-year guy out of Stanford who's a one-trick pony. And then you got aging wonder Deshaun Jackson who still somehow has 4-3 speed and he, (laughs) you know, goes deep. But, you know, with that being said, Carson Wentz is turnover prone. This Cincinnati front seven, you know, eye test-wise, I like them a lot better than what their actual defensive metrics are. Their their defensive – value is it's not that great you're not going to find overwhelming positive numbers but they're going against one of the worst teams right now in the philadelphia eagles who are so banged up carson wentz after the first quarter of week one has been the 32nd ranked quarterback as far as qbr and rating um since i'm looking for you know if you want a cool prop bet in this game i'm looking at sam hubbard uh, defensive end for the Bengals to get at least a sack. So if you find you a prop total of, you know, uh, you know, half a sack over at like minus 125, I'm going to hammer that because this kid, you know, he's got longer arms, he's quick, he bends, and he's going to be going against, you know, second unit, uh, some third unit offensive lineman. So I think they're going to run some stunts, try to get some interior pressure for him, bring another linebacker off the edge to confuse the tackle. Um, so I like Sam Hubbard to get at least a sack. I'm looking at the Bengals to record at least four. Um, so yeah, Cincinnati and plus they got Joe Burrow. They got Joe Burrow at the quarterback. (laughs) He's a winner, not in the NFL yet, but you know, I think the kid won like 70 some odd games in high school. You saw what he did last year and, uh, he's hungry. He's going to want to in beating Carson Wentz is, you know, He's still one of those quarterbacks that's on the fences as far as if he's going to be great if he's just, you know, not as good as advertised. So Joe Burrow going into Philadelphia, getting five and a half points. Now it's four, like I said. So I don't like that number as much. But, you know, five, if it it floats back up there, I say you take it. Um, So that's that was my first first look. As far as a money line, uh, dog, I, you know, the Giants, you know, uh, for the first, you know, uh, noon kickoff area, the Niners lost about their whole team last week. Um, I think they got 15 guys inactive, all of which pretty much started. Um, they've lost a running back. They lost Garoppolo. They lost their D end and, uh, Nick Bosa. They lost Chad Greenway, who is one of their best linebackers and coverage and, uh, you know, man and zone. They, they lost, uh, Solomon Thomas, you know, they've lost so many guys. Now the giants lost Saquon. Sure. But you know, they got Wayne Gallman, who's been in that system, you know, with that organization, 
He's been a handy backup running back for, you know, his career. He can handle a week or two. They got Deion Lewis. And then they also just signed Devonta Freeman. Now, Devonta Freeman's probably going to get maybe 10 touches, you know, work him in, uh, get his conditioning right. But the Giants are home dogs. It opened at six and a half. It's down to three. Um, so that, I mean, say what you will about the Giants and, you know, them losing Saquon and this and that. But Danny Dimes, you know, he, he's going to be aggressive because right now, you know, it's on him. Uh, he's got to make some plays. And I think this is a good spot. This is one of my favorite uh, money line uh, dogs. They're plus one fifty. Um, you know, it, the Nick Mullins thing didn't really work out for San Fran before they got Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's just like they're going into a time machine. And I've seen this San Francisco team without the guys that they did have a couple weeks ago. Like you know, it's pretty much the same. So. I'm looking at the Giants in this spot at home. Uh, a lot of those points got bought up, so there's no value really for me in that. I think I'm still seeing plus three at even money. Mm-hmm. So if you want to roll with that, sure. But plus 150 on the money line, I think there, it offers exponentially more value. Awesome. I think he might have just uh, talked me in. Santino and I, we're in the same fantasy football league for the past like 15 years with a bunch of our close buddies, and uh, I stream defenses. And you might have just talked him out of the Bengals. Uh, you know, if they were my priority me, waiver claim, yeah, I, I stream my defense too. <laughs> if you're telling me four sacks, I, I might have to go lock that in. I got, I might go check if they're available now. So I'll, I'll pass this back over now. I got to go check that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a breakdown, and that's why he is our our betting guy. And uh, that was a really good call. And I heard you. The Giants are actually plus one fifty five now, uh, in plus three on the spread. So they're. they're Money line's going up for everything you just said, too. And I like both of those calls. The The jury is still out on whether Carson Wentz is the MVP type of front runner that he was pre-injury that year when they won the Super Bowl, when he got after he got hurt when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, and the Niners are just banged up, and they're traveling across country. Uh, well, they've been across country for the entire week because they played the Jets last week as well. Uh, but they don't, they've been complaining about that that surface the entire week um, at, at MetLife Stadium, that that turf, right. and now that and now they have to play the Giants again with a banged up. I don't know how to emphasize that more on air. Uh, all capital letters, banged up <laughs> yeah. uh, entire squad. So that's a very good call too. Uh, and I'm curious, Anna, if you had to pick one game that you wouldn't you want everybody to, or you wouldn't want to get, get away from, uh, where, where was your head on that one? Or uh, it, without these two guys, I, I, I really like both of your calls on the Bengals of why the, the Eagles pathetic, <laughs> the pathetic offensive line even got more banged up and, and how the giants are going to play at home against a team that, uh, is, is running second stringers and losing all their big name guys. Uh, is there any other, like even whether it's a favorite or whatnot, is there anybody else that you're, uh, just zoning in on in in these, especially in these one o'clock games. Yeah. So, um, and then just one last note, um, six of these injuries on the Niners team happened last week on that same turf. So you tell me that those players aren't going to have something in the back of their mind. Yeah. Just saying, uh, narrative, you know, people say narrative streets, a dangerous way to take if you're betting, but I think it plays an important part at time to time. Um, 
I'm looking at New England, and I, you know, I, I just had Jeff Cheesby uh, of CBS New York on the show, uh, on the Hootball Gaming Today and Sports Betting show uh, for the Football Friday episode, and he talked me into this one, and that's New England, you know, at home, mm-hmm. uh, six and a half point favorite. They're definitely a touchdown better team than the Oakland Raiders. That front seven gave it everything they had against the uh, Saints and Monday Night Football. They had an emotional win, the Al Davis torch opening the Death Star. And then they get to travel to Foxborough on short rest the next week. And the, you know, New England Patriots did what they did last Sunday night against the Seahawks and didn't get that last uh, punch into the end zone. I think they're going to be a little hungry. I say they won win this game by at least 14 points. And I've been playing these little things called uh, bet a little, win a little. And so it's an exact amount spread, essentially. It gives you different options, and this is on my bookie. So um, you go in there, you open your prop bets for the specific game, and it'll give you, you know, New England to win uh, by three or, you know, by three or nine points, and it'll be like plus 250 or whatever. Um, but, you know, usually higher uh, points to win by gives you better value. Um, so I'm thinking if I can get it at plus 400. I'm going to go ahead and take the Patriots to win by at least 14 points. So 14 points or more. Um, So if I can get that anywhere between plus 350 and plus 400, I'm not sure. They haven't released them yet. It's like an early morning thing because of inactives and all that good stuff. But once I see that and I, you know, I'm already on them at the six and a half because they're going to win by at least a touchdown in my opinion. And what I think my true, my actual number for this game is New England by 10. You know, that's just what I think is bound to happen. But don't put it past the Raiders to kind of let the wheels fall off in the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter after being gassed and giving it all and all that good stuff. So I, I like New England to maybe get that uh, bet a little, win a little, uh, you know, by 14 or more. And then also them at the six and a half on the spread. Yeah, and I love that call. I actually locked them in earlier this week at five. They were five and a half earlier today, so the the spread's only going up for them. And uh, yeah, everything you said. The Raiders are had the Monday night game at home. Uh, I really I, I like the Raiders on the money line on that one too. But now they're traveling across country to play Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, fun stat to think about: the last time John Gruden played the Patriots, it started at absolute monster of a dynasty so uh <laughs> that's all i can think of in the back of my mind and the raiders tend to they just came off a huge win against the saints i can't i i think they're riding high right now i know henry ruggs hasn't really done much but he's out uh darren waller is their number one option with josh jacobs darren waller is going to have find himself a very tough matchup, even though Hightower and a, lot, a couple of the defenders, uh, Chung and other people opted out. Bill Belichick is going to game plan and try and take Darren Waller out of the equation. That means Judge uh, Derek Carr is going to have to look at other people, and they know how to bottle up a run game, and I, I Josh Jacobs is going to have a hard time as well. And that's just going to cause them to have mistakes, I think, and I think, as, what, like everything you said, I think they win by more than a touchdown too, so I really like them. Uh, that's one of the teams that I'm going to definitely play or I already have played, but I might even jump back on them at six and a half at their spread more uh, when we get closer to the game time. 
Yeah, uh, I ain't mad at you. I, I was able to get the uh, six, the even six. So I got that hook out of there just in case there is the push. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had 10 pushes in the last 30 days. So I'm hoping not. But you always like that extra insurance. It's like blackjack. Oh, I wow. always take the insurance. You know, why not? I hear you. And uh, for the. I got a question real oh, quick, Santino. Jump in there, buddy. And I feel like this is this is the perfect question for me to ask, considering I'm the sucker when it generally comes to this. But, uh, Devin, if, you know, if you had to say there's one, you know, sucker line or one, you know, one line that you're expecting a lot of people just to gravitate towards, or a game in general that you're expecting a lot of people to gravitate towards that you want nothing to do with, uh, which game or which line would you say that is? Uh, that's going to be the Washington Football Team and the Cleveland Steamers. I mean, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if you listen to the episode where Ira busted out the breaking news of Odell Beckham liking them be pooed on. But um so that's what we refer to them as now. So the the Cleveland Stanley Steamers. Um yeah, so it was five and a half at the opening bell. Washington getting the plus five and a half. Um it's now a full touchdown. I've not seen anything from this Cleveland team to warrant that. The Washington defensive line became, or not the defensive line alone and specifically, and um, they became the first team in NFL history week one against that Eagles offensive line to have at least five first-round draft picks that they drafted, the organization drafted, have at least a half sack each. Cleveland's offensive line is terrible. They invested some money in it. Like, they haven't done anything with it still though and it's just this weird off season you know no one was able to get the continuity and the jailing and the familiarization with new systems that they wanted you know that's just the way it is that's you know that's how this off season is going so i don't like anything about this game the total the the side the movement I mean, you know, the total opened at 45 and a half. It's down to 45, so we got a hook of a movement. But, you know, both of these t- – and, and, you know, Ron Rivera, I love that coach. So I don't want to bet against him. But I'm not sure where Washington is at right now. Um, they look good in week one, turned around, laid that stinky uh, dud in week two. To be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if Washington won by 10. But I wouldn't be shocked if they lost by 21. So this is a weird game, and I would advise everyone to go ahead and stay away from it. I did do something against my own nature. I put Cleveland in, and I put them in a teaser, and I got them down to a pick them, you know, because they are the home team, and we'll see what happens, but I'm not excited about it. I feel you. And uh, that, that's a that's a one, too, that – is is a weird one to me. Uh, I personally think there's a good chance that a handful of the dogs win on the field this week. I just think uh, there's a lot of – it's so early that teams are getting overrated or maybe not necessarily overrated, but people just haven't hit their strides yet. Like, I, I want to get your take real quick on uh, how do you feel about the Texans plus four or plus 175 on the money line and uh, another 0-2 team at, at home, the Vikings, plus two and a half. Uh, another, those are just two other teams to roll. Or even the Bears, plus three on the road, uh, with the Falcons missing their top three cornerbacks now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's Julio so Jones, many questionable, dogs. highly yeah. unlikely. 
there's just so many dogs out there uh, that I think a lot of them are going to win on the field. Right. So I'm just going to burst half of your bubble. Not all of it because you brought up some really good stuff. Uh, Chicago, I love. That was one of the lines I looked at that I really liked. Them getting those three and a half points. I was able to lock in the three. I didn't jump on that hook. Um, my thinking is Dan Quinn sucks as a coach. And <laughs> it's, the, it's the Mitchell Trubisky effect. Like the market is still just saying, oh, it's Mitchell Trubisky. He's, he's still quarterbacking, whatever. And he's, he's getting, you know, short sold, you know. Um, but the Bears are 2-0. and And he's one of the best fourth quarter quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, this season. So small sample size, don't get me wrong, but that game in week one against Detroit, he saved my butt because I had them on the plus, you know, money line. Houston, Bill O'Brien, again, sucks as a coach. I'm going to bet against him just for the simple fact that Houston allows the most interior and (laughs) exterior pressure on their offensive line. They have allowed the most run disruptions. And then you've also got Pittsburgh, who ranks second in efficiency and pass rush and gets to the quarterback 29% of the time, which is 6% better than the next team. Uh, their total defense is fourth. Um, this offensive line, even though they went and traded for and gave up the farm for, you know, uh, Laramie Tunzel, it's, it, there's no one else. And Tunzel, you know, he's not as good as a lot of people are saying he is or thought he was, in my opinion. I wouldn't have done what they did, but you know that's why Bill O'Brien sucks as a coach and a GM. Then you talked about the Minnesota team. I actually really like Tennessee at this spot. I got him at the two and a half. Um, you know, I'm and, and here's another prop. I like Derrick Henry to go over his total of 95 and a half rushing yards. Minnesota's getting gashed. If you think back, that defense last year you need to go ahead and just flip it because they lost everson griffin on the line they lost daniel hunter if i'm not mistaken they lost multiple guys in the back end and they just filled in with rookies and less talented people tennessee since Tannehill became their quarterback their numbers are just ridiculous and i think they match up really well against this minnesota team so those are, you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll throw another one out there as far as a dog. Um, I love Detroit on the road getting five and a half. Arizona, sure, they're explosive, but Detroit's getting Galladay back. Arizona, they're riding high. They're maybe looking a little ahead because they're 2-0. and That hasn't happened in a while. This is a good spot for Detroit getting a weapon back, kind of starting to figure some things out, getting their rookie and Jeff Akuda, you know, nice and acclimated. I'm looking at maybe him getting his first NFL interception this week. Um, if they can contain Kyler Murray, Detroit has a good shot at winning this game outright, but I love getting the five and a half. Detroit is plus 200 on the money line, by the way. All right, man. I like it. Uh, to me, I, I like your points. I, the Vikings also are out with their top two cornerbacks. 0-3, though, for a, a team that made the playoffs last year. Same with the Texans. It's very hard for me to see. I'm probably going to play. I, I like the Texans a lot more. I think Bill O'Brien is a bad GM. I think he's a better coach, though, and I don't think they're an 0-3 football team. Uh, the Steelers, they beat up Jeff Driscoll. They beat up the Giants, and they barely beat them up. They, they, I think their margin of victory is within a touchdown in two games against inferior opponents. Uh, the Texans, they need to bounce back, and I, I think 
I don't think they're going to start 0-3 and then put themselves in a bind to make the playoffs. Uh, so that's where, I, that's where I like them. I, I don't think Bill O'Brien is – I think he's a terrible GM. I don't think he's a terrible coach, though. I think he's just average. He is very, very vanilla. Um, <laughs> you know, and those are good points you made. I guess my saving grace and kind of what I'm holding on to with the Steelers defense is a lot of the eye test. You know, from what I've seen on their back end, the way they handle their coverages, the way they pass guys off, the way they communicate, the way they're coached. Um, and then also what they did to bottle up Saquon Barkley in week one. I yes, uh, don't. That was I impressive. Mean, yeah, ex- yeah. So, I mean, sure, he got his a little bit in the receiving game. But um, I don't see anyone uh, on this Houston team, uh, namely David Johnson, who I think is also on the injury report, and they were already down Duke Johnson. So the Johnson and Johnson thing, the family company's not really working out in the backfield for them. Um, and again, that offensive line, I just can't get past it. I, I, he is a little bit better of a coach than a GM because what GM would trade away DeAndre Hopkins for <laughs> David Johnson? But uh, – so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that one. Um, it's always fun to be on the opposite side of things, though, with your in cohorts. I like it. And uh, before we run out of, or go way too far and, and have a lot of time, let's throw some quick hitters on here. You already threw in that why you like the the Lions. Um, let's throw these these last two games. We'll throw skip to the the Sunday and Monday night. Uh, where are you leaning towards in these? These are both going to be. Pretty much barn burners. We have the Packers are probably going to be out without Adams. We have the Saints going to be out with Michael Thomas. So that's the two top wideouts in the game. And then you have the two reigning MVPs against each other. Uh, the The Chiefs and the Packers are both – well, the Chiefs are plus three and a half. The Packers are plus three, uh, both on the road. Where would you be leaning towards in these games? Oh, boy. All right. So we'll start with the Sunday night one. Um, you, you hit it on the head with addressing those two wideouts. Um, that's huge. Those, that, those guys are huge, which is surprising to me that the opening total of 52 has gone up a full point to 53. Um, yeah. New Orleans has a really good secondary, m- minus last week. I mean, the, 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 if you look at back to what they did last year, they have the same coach. They have the same defensive coordinator. They have the same crop of guys. They've also been missing Marcus Davenport up front. So he hasn't been getting the pressure that he was getting last year. I think they get him back this week. I'm not saying he's going to come out and create three, four sacks for the Saints. But, you know, that pressure and those hurries are important. Um, the most important thing I will say about this game is it is a part of the my bookie odds boost. So they did minus one ten for both teams to score field goal or touchdown. So That's crazy. Go ahead and put your twenty five clams on that and take care of the free money. Um, I'm gonna enjoy the Sunday night game probably because well not enjoy it, but I'm gonna be stressing and sweating. I got Kamara in my team on my team. <laughs> And I'm going against the defending champ in our league. So, like, this, this will be a big spot for me. I don't want to jinx it with putting, you know, extra bets. and Because I'm, I'm a balanced kind of guy. You know, I, I'm superstitious. I played baseball. I bowled. You know, I, I, I do all the weird stuff. You know, I'm very repetitious, superstitious. Monday night game, this is a, the first time in NFL history that we've had two MVPs under the age of 25 square off against each other on Monday night football enjoy this game you you just got to enjoy the, these generational talents the coaching the 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 
you know, the teams that have been built around these guys, you, you just got to enjoy it, you know? Um, but if I was going to do anything, I probably, Oh man, it's hard. It's just because I'm thinking about it as a football fan here, here, I'll, I'll make it easy. Uh, Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions. I don't have an opinion on side total just because I want to be a football guy and enjoy it and drink my beers and eat my chips while I watch it. But Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions. I like that a lot more than anything else on side total for the Sunday and Monday night games. I like that. Uh, I, I'd probably lean, I'd take the three and a half with the chiefs in in a shootout. I think uh, just, I just think, Pat Mahomes is the better quarterback. I think the Ravens have a better defense, but uh, this is this is going to be a barn burner and fun. I, I like exactly what you said. Just enjoy it and watch it. But I would throw a little money on the Chiefs just because they're they are the the dog, and, and it's not every day that they are a dog. Uh, last week I jumped on them. They were down ten points. They were given the to the Chargers when it was seventeen seven, and then the, the line was plus three and a half Chiefs. I put everything I had in my in my. Uh, my bookie account in on it because I'm like it, it's the Chiefs. You're giving me three and a half points. It, I, that's kind of a lock. Uh, this is a different story. It's the Ravens, but and and they're home. But at the same time, uh, I would I like the points in this just a little bit. So another yeah, and the I love that live thing that you brought up because I was actually eyeballing it. I was in Kansas City watching the game with some friends, so it was obviously a game that we were talking about some live bets. Like you know, hey, should I do this? What do you think? Um, whenever are you ever again <laughs> going to get plus 150 or plus 160 on the money line pre flop for the Chiefs? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. You know, so you've got to sprinkle something on that and maybe put it into like a three to six leg parlay. I mean, I think that's just a good value point. I mean, the we talk about it on the gaming show a lot conviction and value. I'm convicted that the Chiefs can beat the Ravens. I've mm-hmm. seen them do it. I think the Ravens are chasing the Chiefs still. That's what they're trying to build their team around because they know they're going to have to beat the Chiefs, if not once, but twice to get through the regular season and the postseason. And so conviction on top of value. And when you're convicted about your value, you tend to be a little more free and easy on the mind. You know, So the value is immense. That is immense value value i've probably never even seen like seeing the chiefs plus 150 plus 160 on the money line like come on let's yeah and, and that's know. that's my thinking on it too it's like yeah you never this is probably the only time mm-hmm. that not probably unless they're down 21 nothing or something in a game which i can't see this is the only time pre-game like you said you're ever going to see them plus 160 or, or getting more than a field goal it's just I mean, this team just won the Super Bowl, and they have what one of the best arms, arm talents that I've ever seen, and probably the best I've never seen. I'm a Dolphin fan. I've I watched Dan Marino, and I absolutely love him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was the next guy. I was like, oh, this guy throwing a foot, not mm-hmm. just purely throwing a football, was like, ah, I never, I, you don't ever see this. And then now Pat Mahomes, I if he continues on this trajectory, the way he throws a football, just not sometimes he doesn't look he throws across his body across field and it's a perfect dime 40 yards down the field you just don't see that to give that guy three and a half points or a plus 160 before the game that's just hard to say no to uh if i lose i lose on it but it's just like yeah it's like giving tom brady a a field goal when in in his 
when at any time you just don't give people like this points like that. Right, right. You know, and again, when are you going to get plus 150, plus 160 for the defending Super Bowl champ <laughs> and this year's favorite, you know? Or I, actually, I think the Ravens are technically the betting favorite, but top two in the favorites, you know? It's not going to happen. And if you lose, then it's, you know, the Ravens, like I said, they are the betting favorite as far as Super Bowl championships. So you're not, you'd be a whole lot more mad if they went out and lost, you know, against the. Packers or something, you know, like, yeah. So like I said, that plus 150, and then I could honestly see it coming down to the leg of Justin Tucker if the Ravens are going to win by three. So that extra hook is very important, getting that three and a half. That's true. Uh, it probably it might come down to one of those kickers who are also <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches for these teams because they are the two best kickers in football, too. Yeah, it's Harrison <laughs> Buck kicker. It's just funny. Uh, that guy, uh, Bucker, made, made what, three from 50 last game? Whoa. Well, they, they, there was a penalty, and he hit it from 58. Yeah. <laughs> or no, no, no. There was, he hit it from 53, then there was the five-yard penalty. Then he got froze and hit it from 58, or they tried to freeze him. And then he hit it from 58 for the game winner. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, he's got some juice in that leg. Same as Justin Tucker. Uh, people don't get excited about kickers very often, but I do kickers matter. So, uh, these two guys, it could be a kickoff. We don't know. Like it could just (laughs) be these guys kicking dingers all night. I like it, man. And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad we had you on here tonight. You broke down some of these games to a T and, and very extensively. And that's what you get on, on all these podcasts from the, the, today in sports betting podcasts uh let me let's kick it back to mike mike you want to say anything you want to uh end on the show or however I, yeah you i mean i've been i've been just out here with my notepad uh writing things down trying to just you know absorb uh you know Devin, you've been an absolute joy to have on the show uh thank you for joining us man and you know this this is something that i hope we can do more often this was fantastic uh why don't you give the people a quick shout out where they can find you on twitter uh, go give Devin a follow. Obviously, if you just heard all this information he splurged uh, from the top of his dome onto the show, uh, his Twitter feed is twice as good. Yeah. So speaking of that Twitter feed, you know, if you if you get bored, guys, at D-A-L-E-007, I have I think it's like five or six tweets, like full on max characters uh, breaking down the Troy and BYU game tonight. So if you're into that kind of stuff, that's what you're going to find. And then, of course, at Hootball Gaming for the gaming division, the bets, today in sports betting, you know, like I said, anywhere you get your iTunes, anywhere you listen to this one, you know, Stitcher, iHeart, um, Spotify, Apple. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that, that about does it uh, for me. You know, I'm just pretty plain cut. I got that Twitter. I, you know, <laughs> help with the Hootball Gaming, and uh, – I try to win bets and help some people and engage with listeners and stuff. It's it's a fun thing. Absolutely, man. And uh, you can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And you can find Santino at Santino Cocone, S-A-N-T-I-N-O-C-A-C-C-O-N-E. Uh, thank, you, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, we love to try to provide this great content. And tonight was uh, no different with this little collab that we had going. So uh, we always ask you guys to give us a little thumbs up and a rate and review action. That would be fantastic. And what we would appreciate is if you could do for both of us over here, guys, at Hoopball Gaming uh, and at DFS today. Both uh, both programs are just absolutely pumping out uh, consistent content left and right. 
uh, and we're working hard. So we love to see the constructive criticism, whether it's good things, uh, things that we can improve on, uh, or if you just want to say great job, that makes us feel all the much better. So uh, from everybody over here, from both families, uh, thank you guys for listening. Let's go out there, crush some plays, crush some GPPs, and all go home winners. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.